0: Life is in relationships. Relationships are life. Welcome to This Is Us. Our journey, your journey. Our story, your story. I am Latoya Berry-Jones.
1: And I am Teddy Jones. And and This this
0: Is is us. Us.
1: I am Teddy Jones. And... I am winging it solo this evening. Unfortunately, my co-host, Latoya, my wife, my partner, is unable to be with us this evening, but she is holding things down, and I am going to be holding it down over here with you as we Get ready for another episode of Impact, another episode Touching Lives as we share our story, hear your stories as we share our journey and look at your journey around family, around relationships towards a healed, healthy and wholesome society with the family as the foundation building block. I am delighted to be with you again. And we look forward to nothing less, but more and more greatness this evening. We have a special guest to share with us this evening. This evening, we grapple with a very, very, very serious matter. Young and widowed, like seriously, then we're talking about the reality of widowhood. I was thinking this morning that when couples stand before the marriage officer and uh, repeat the words, till death do us part, I believe that subconsciously what we are saying, in effect, is that until death parts us, we will do the us thing. We will do us until death separates us. But I mean, who even thinks about, much less, expect death to actually separate them, you know. Um, Perhaps in reality, people are more afraid or more conscious of being separated by divorce, another serious reality, than actually being separated by death. It's, It's morbid. It's part of life's reality, part of our lived experience, our lived reality. That we don't like to think about much less talk much about. And certainly we don't want to even contemplate being separated from our spouse by death. Our guest this evening is uh, Miss Camille Wat. Camille is almost a lifelong friend, and <laughs> uh, known, we've known each other. For the greater part of just about 24 years, I was counting recently how long I've been in Jamaica. And uh, that's just about how long I've known Camille. We were batchmates at the Jamaica Geologic- Theological Seminary all the way through. Uh, and then, so she holds a bachelor of arts degree in theology with a minor in guidance and counseling, trained guidance counselor. And... Uh, she hails from Savannah Savannah Lamar. Wait, just noticed something coming up. She hails from Savannah Lamar in the Westmoreland part of Jamaica. And she's currently the youth minister, <laughs> the <laughs> youth minister at the Savannah United Church in the Cayman Islands. So from Savannah Lamar to Savannah United Church in the Cayman Islands. Camille, good evening. What's up? What's happening over there in Cayman? What's the weather like? We we had quite a downpour of showers here in Kingston and perhaps for the parts this afternoon. What's (laughs) happening? What's up in Cayman? What's the weather like over there currently?
0: Well, I'm happy to say that today has been bright and sunny. We're somewhat back to normal. The storm has passed, so there's much to be thankful for because um, came and suffered greatly during Ivan, and, and everyone gets extra scared and terrified when it comes on to storms. So we're I really can just imagine. Yeah, so we're sunny beside, and all is good.
1: <laughs> right, right. Did you guys have much rain over the? the we did. With, yeah, okay. We did. No flooding, right? We had a little flooding but nothing major.
0: It's you know, it took about two days before the water rec- receded. So it was it wasn't bad. We didn't have a bad impact. We just had a lot of wind and and rain for, okay. a, for one day basically. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well um I think just very very a very small section of Jamaica had the wind, but mm-hmm. most parts for the most part, um quite a bit of rain. Um and then mm-hmm. today again. Um just got, just getting in off the road. The traffic was pretty oh, terrible oh. from the mm-hmm. afternoon, showers. But it's great to have you here with us. Welcome to the "This Is Us" podcast. Um, Thank you,
0: Teddy.
1: Yeah, um, uh, we're going to be hanging out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, from Jamaica, Jamaican girl, born and raised Jamaica, and now you've been in Cayman. How long now?
0: Three years. It's been three years.
1: Three years. Okay. Yes, it, I it came up long right ago. before
0: COVID. I know it feels like five, <laughs> but <laughs> I came up right before COVID. Um, the September before COVID came the following year. Ah, got
1: you. Yes. Got you, got you. latter yes. later part of 2019 nine. Nineteen. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's it like there? What are some of the similarities and differences in life between um, Jamaica and similarities differences? Well,
0: Cayman is a lot like Jamaica in terms of, but well, I love the, the Seven Mile Beach. It reminds me so much of where I'm from because as you know, West oh, okay. Coast is in okay. Negril, yeah, yes, cool. And in Negril we have the Seven Mile Beach and all the hotels are on that strip. So we call it the hip strip. So Cayman has that as well. So I love the beach. That's my favorite part of Cayman. Um, it's it's very resourceful. And, and what, that's one of the differences is that everything is at your fingertips. It's, you know, you have the... the, the the convenience is here in terms of um, the the lifestyle. It's just that everything is very expensive here, but it's very resourceful, especially for the church. Because back home in Jamaica, being in the country, we we may not be able to afford certain luxuries, like having a, for instance, when we have our Christmas cantatas or Easter cantata to to decorate and you know all of that. We have to we have to be very innovative and creative. come up with our props and our decorations and our costumes but here it's just a matter of purchasing a kit and you have your whole they even give you cds explaining how to set up so it's 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 much easier and and things are very resourceful we're able to get things um very quickly and and use it effectively for ministry cool 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 all right
1: nice and then the um the similarities the, well, similarity. the beach
0: <laughs> yeah. um well it's a similar caribbean cul- culture um yes. in terms of the food and 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 people we have a lot of jamaicans here on island as well and it's it's homeless it it reminds me a lot of home in terms of the um you know people and and relating to, to persons here uh in the town it's almost like a little mini Miami. So it's a, yes. it's a little different. Yes. But you, you do have the um the other part of the island, which is the eastern part, that reminds me a lot of my my hometown, which is Savannah Lamar. So um those are the similarities in terms of the tropical feel of it. Right,
1: right, right. So it's a kind of a uh tropical tropical meets big yeah. <laughs> tropical meets <laughs> metropolitan. <laughs> Yes, a nice blend, I suppose. Yes,
0: yes, a nice,
1: nice blend. Cool. Um, and there, there are quite a bit of Jamaicans over there, um, like yourself, quite a bit, right, right, Mm -hmm. right. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Um, the very, very strong connection between the the two, well, Jamaica and the the Jamaica islands and the islands that make up the Cayman Islands. Yes. Yes. Good, good, good stuff, good stuff. So, let's hear a little bit more about Camille. Uh, What makes Camille happy?
0: What makes Camille happy? My children at church. I don't have any of my own. (laughs) I'm so so grateful (laughs) to the parents for loaning me theirs, you know, at least once or twice per week. They really bring me joy, especially when I see them growing in the Lord, growing in their faith becoming women and men of God and you know just just growing up. I, I really right. look forward to my youth programs um and and just getting involved with the kids and doing things because we do a lot of missions and evangelism in our activities. So being able to to bond with them and you know be that mentor and guide it, it really gives me a lot of joy to to see them mature and and grow. So they are definitely
1: when I thought about it, I was like, "Yes, definitely, my choice." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's a there's a there's a special joy that that comes um, that there sense is. of fulfillment, knowing that you are impacting yeah. lives and particularly yes. children and youth. Uh, when we yes. think about what's happening with that particular age group, so I can certainly uh, understand and and that that connects that that resonates, uh, and that's yeah. that's always been you. I mean. Yes, um, so <laughs> this right. you, you've always had a strong um, heart for children and youth. It's good to see you uh, functioning in the pursuit of your your passion and certainly what is your calling.
0: Definitely, definitely. Even my Jamaican kids. There are times when I still get pictures from parents of who gone to high school and who is in college, and right. you know, it makes me right. not only old, yes, but it makes me feel blessed. To be a part of these families and their lives.
1: <laughs> um, you are actually getting old.
0: Oh, don't remind me. We are.
1: We. Yeah, we're we're actually getting old. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you know it's it's great it's great um and you know as we 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 come to look at the the harsh realities of life Yeah, the fact that life life throws some serious curve balls and and it's it's kind of like um somebody recently used the the imagery of uh, the the hundred meter hurdles Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know um there's a there's a break but it's a short break and then you Mm -hmm. get to the next hurdle uh, and you have to exert yourself to get over that hurdle get over it, and then yeah. you land and then you you know you have a little a little space and then it's another hurdle Yes. Uh, that that's how life is but right. Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I suspect camille and uh, so we, we talk a little bit about your philosophy of life i suspect mm-hmm. that what you just shared about doing and the practice and the pursuit of your passion mm-hmm. i suspect that that's part of your philosophy of life, particularly as it relates to dealing with the vexed realities of life. Um, you, are, you became a widow at quite an early age, but we're going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> share with us, what's your philosophy of life?
0: My philosophy of life, I would say, comes from uh, Philippians 4 verse 8 it says whatsoever is true whatsoever is noble whatsoever is right whatsoever is pure whatsoever is lovely admirable and praiseworthy think on these things i i strongly believe that um that sums up who i am in some ways and who i aim to be Um, when I think of whatsoever is true, noble and right, I remember growing up, I, I, I was always one of those persons who was about justice. I I did I was quiet. You know, Teddy, I was very quiet and introverted, but you bring up a topic where somebody is there's some form of yes. injustice or something that is unfair. I became very passionate about it and I find that I still am only normally a little bit more vocal, right? But um, I've always been a passionate person about rights, what is right and just, um and and that is something that I, I has propelled me a lot even in my christian faith but also my personal mandate which i got even on jts was wow. to bloom where i'm planted it was actually a plaque i saw on Marsha's desk
1: <laughs>
0: wow Marsha's there, yes and i was like what's that plaque and she was like oh someone gave it to me and i, I just found it so interesting and then i we went on a retreat and i we were given an activity to to find uh just find a quiet spot to meditate and to come back and regroup. And all the nice spots were taken and I found a broken tree that was very muddy. And you probably remember this was in, I think it was in Mandeville, Uncle Courtney's retreat. Ah, at, at Kendall. At Kendall camp, right? Yes. yes and yes. I remember there was a it was very muddy because I had all my sneakers and I saw this wild plant growing. It had prickle for the trunk of it, right. but at the top was a beautiful blossom. It was very pretty and it was in the mud. And that was when the Lord reminded me of the plaque to bloom where you're planted. And that became yeah. my personal mandate. And that has really propelled me through ministry, you know, not just in, in working full time, but even when I worked in the secular, because then I was working at a parish council and, and all these other places, I always held to that mandate. When I think about whatever is lovely, admirable, and praiseworthy, still work in progress, but it is my aim to always try to bloom for the Lord wherever I am, even if it's not necessarily a a place of worship or or ministry. In everything that we do, we bloom. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's 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 powerful. Wherever, whenever, and. Also, in, in whatever circumstances, exactly. you know, exactly. uh, what, what, whatever is happening in that time, in that time and space. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, you've kind of answered uh, the, 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 the the next question. Um, okay. But we're going to get to that. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with okay. more of This Is Us, uh, Young and Widowed. Like, seriously, stay right there. We will be right back.
0: We'll be right back for this is us with more of our stories, your stories.
1: This podcast. This Is Us is brought to you by the kind sponsorship of Avid Coaching Services. You'll find Avid Coaching Services on Instagram at LifeCoachTJ or on Facebook at Avid Coaching Services. Avid Coaching Services, helping you to make the vertical leap from mediocrity to legacy so that you can be all that you can and should be. And also, we are grateful for the partnership with GospelCity247.com, internet radio. Welcome back to episode seven of uh, This Is Us. We're hanging out with Camille Watts. Camille is currently over on—is it the Grand Cayman, it's or what's Cayman. what's the other one? Grand Cayman. What's the yes. other one called again?
0: It, well, it's a Cayman Island, well, so yeah. the Cayman Islands.
1: Well, yeah, and, and li- <laughs> they have the Brack and you
0: have Little Cayman, but I'm Little on Cayman Grand Cayman. Cayman Brack yes. and you're on
1: Grand Cayman, right? She's on right. Grand Cayman, but she is a Jamaican girl hailing from Sapana Lamar in Westmoreland. So, you were sharing with us your philosophy of life, Camille. Bloomer, you're planted. Um, mm-hmm. And out of that kind of emerged the connection between your faith and being able to cope with life's challenges. So Mm -hmm. I want us to explore that some more because we're kind of setting the foundation for you sharing a little bit about your story as it relates to becoming a young widow and Mm -hmm. um, dealing with all of that. So we want to kind of just set the foundation. Your, your faith, you, you uh, became a, a follower of Jesus Christ early in life, um, you know, through teenage years, through mm-hmm. college and post-college and all of that. Um, and even through those times, there were challenges, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps even more challenges in, in your 20s and, and early and 30s and so on. How did your faith, really matter and make a difference in dealing with life's challenges because one of, one of the things i find is that for so, uh, some persons maybe a lot of persons there is okay this is my faith or okay uh, i believe in god I, and then there is the reality of when when life hits when life knocks the wind out of you and there's a lot of times a disconnect between that profession of faith and just how we work through the difficult circumstances of that because life can and life does become extremely challenging. This this idea of um, the hunky-dory floating on the clouds, (laughs) playing your heart, walking on roses (laughs) because you are a child of God. I mean, Mm. I just don't know about that. The reality is that (laughs) <laughs> life hits you hard um and there's sickness there's disease there's loss there's uh financial challenges there are all kinds of life <laughs> happening and uh, one's faith has to make a difference talk to us a little bit about that Camille. um
0: well i'm happy you mentioned that Teddy, because one of the other verses that came to mind which is one of the verses that i hold there to know Um, that has really helped me through some of the most difficult times in my life is Jeremiah 29, verse 11, where it says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a bright future. Future. And uh, it was just recently too. I mean, I've always held on to that verse, knowing that God, I know it's rough. And I'm not sure what tomorrow will bring, but my hope is in you. And the other day, I did a research on the the, the word hope for um, a, a session that I had with the kids. And it was interesting to understand the real um, Greek and the Hebrew and the real understanding use of the word hope. And in my in my discovery, hope, that means you have three different meanings to hope. You have um, kavach and you have... Uh, um, Yakhal and you have Elpis. So Yakhal is more of a trusting hope. It's a yeah. calm trusting hope to say you know Lord I have proven you over the years I'm just going to relax and I'm just going to trust you. But then there's another hope which is Kava which speaks about an anxious hope. It's like an anxious anxiety with great expectancy knowing that God is. And yeah. honestly that is what has kept me. It's just staying in a place of knowing of hoping and trusting god knowing that it may be difficult today but it's going to get better and 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 that is what has really helped me and yes i've had my my rebellious phase i and that i'll speak a little bit on when we get to the grieving part and and i did have times when i i challenged god yes i did (laughs) but you know at at the end of the day it, it always boils down to being rooted in Christ and, and being rooted in your faith and and trying to dig deeper into God, even in the, the broken and the weak moments when you can't right. pray. But another thing that has kept me too Teddy is is people, the friends and, and people that would pray for me. I mean I right. could literally feel myself being lifted up by prayers. And and there are times when I, I couldn't pray. There are times when I, I I didn't know what to say to God. Right. At there are times when I you know i i I struggled with anger and, and a lot of different things, and some of that anger sadly was directed to God. I didn't want to acknowledge it because who can who am I to be angry at God? But I mean, when I was honest with myself, yes. I, I realized that I was but I am grateful that we serve a gracious and a merciful God, and yes. he understands. Our heart, he understands our intentions and our motives. And he knows that though those emotions were there, he knew deep down my love and and respect was still for him. And I think he used that to minister to me in in so many different ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is the one who gave us those emotions, Camille. Exactly. He, he, you know, and I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, and, and I just love how, how you're keeping it real because yeah. that's one of the foundational pillars of, of the This Is Us podcast. We, we're not into the fanciful stuff and the hairy fairy stuff. Yes. We, we want to keep it real. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, I believe, I think it's, it's one of the things that I feel very strongly about. There are just some things that I, I think church and organized religion have led people down some 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 wrong pathways and some of them i think that quite frankly we need to publicly apologize for and one of them is giving these people this this notion or um this this ideology that we somehow uh, can't be real with God about our feelings. Mm-hmm. For me, if we can't be real with God about how we really feel, then we are not being authentic. Then our relationship with God is not authentic. Yes.
0: Um,
1: and, and, and we try to make excuses and yes. um, euphemicize and try to allegorize and, and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, the, the raw reality. Mm, of that's true. how the, the Bible describes the people in there and their relationship with God. Um, yes. You take David, for example, and, and in many of the Psalms, his poems and songs that he wrote, he, he, he very vividly expressed his anger yes. at, at what he saw and how he felt about God's inactivity mm-hmm. yes. um, and, and the prophets. I mean, Jeremiah at one point said to God, God, you deceived me. You, you, you tricked me. <laughs> um, you, know, you called me to be a prophet and here I am working myself off and, and nobody's listening to me. You, you deceived me. And, um, and, and I think we need to help people to understand that, hey, God can handle our emotions. <laughs> if we are angry at him for how we perceive things are and are not, then it's okay. To vent at him, you know. Of course, I say you, you're not gonna uh, pass your place and be disrespectful and and, and um, dishonor God. But if you know, God, I am upset. I am upset, and I want you to know that I'm upset. I mean, He already knows that we are upset, but He wants us to keep it real and verbalize that because He can handle it. Yeah. So I'm glad you shared that, Camille, um, and. Uh, it's, it's it's certainly I believe going to help someone who is perhaps at this very moment struggling with those very things life life is not making sense you feel as if it is unfair you are trying, struggling to reconcile the idea of a God who is merciful and kind and full of love and what you are grappling with in the very moment and there is this tension between the emotions god can handle your emotions so you you went through that you had the benefit of of the frail, of friends good friends who helped to pray you through and to lift you up in prayer and, and that's that's a big deal that's a big thing because yeah. again we need that the genuine prayer support of others Yes. When we are weak, when we are in our moments of weakness. All right. So, Camille, I I'm so sure.
0: sorry that. My computer seemed to have yeah, freezed
1: Okay, yeah, that's fine. But this this show must go on. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, um, so, Camille, I mean, I can't say that at the beginning, and I and I said during the week. Growing up, the idea of of a, a, a widow. Uh, or a widower uh, for me was always, you know, a very old person. I literally did not know of any widow. um, I would say at the very least under 50 years old, uh, certainly while I was in Grenada. Under 20 was probably in my, um, somewhere in in the latter part of of my 20s that I first met a young widow. And I mean, I was literally blown away. (laughs) I'd never thought about <laughs> <quoting. laughs> it. So let's jump right into that part of your story, Camille. Uh, that's, I mean, you it's your story. Start wherever you want to start. Uh, if you want to go back a little bit to the the the, the wedding, you know, or, or wherever you want to start, or the actual uh, moments when you learned that as a young lady, in a young marriage, your husband is gone.
0: Well, to be honest, I believe the Lord prepares us. He always prepares us for things like this unexpected um, grief or situations. Um, he, he used to speed. I don't know if you remember. He used to drive. <laughs> he used to drive really fast. And I remember um, once he had a, a major accident and he was in the hospital. And I stood at the door and I looked at him. And he was calling for me to come and I, I decided, no, I just can't with this right now. I can't. And, and that was me being tough love to say, look, I am not ready to be a young widow. So you need to get it up <laughs> But um, I where do I start? It, it, it was not an easy experience for me. Um, being oh, yes, in the church and being a woman of God, I, I honestly did not know how I was going to deal with it. Right. But I knew at some point I just had to. In fact, when he died, I actually went into shock for five days.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, time, what was your age again at the time? At the I time he died.
0: was 29 at the okay. time. 29. Mm-hmm. I had just turned 29. Right. And um, when he, he died, I went into shock for five days. And during that five days, I could not speak because... Um, it, it, he as as you would have known or, or would have heard he, he died in a car accident but he burned so I had to yeah. go and identify the corpse and that just
1: something ah. went in
0: my head and that yeah. was it yeah. so I, I just could I, I knew what I wanted to say but the words just would not come out in the right, right. way it was all gibberish and right. I remember one night one evening just lying in bed and, and I said Lord I know I have a funeral to plan I know I have to get through this but I honestly don't know how. I, I don't know how to comprehend what's going on. and I don't know how to deal with it. And the next morning, I got up and I was okay. I was able to go into the kitchen, the dining table with my mom and have breakfast and have a conversation. You know, so that was when I realized that this was not something that I could, could, could face on my own. This was something right. that only God could truly take me through. And and that was when I realized, you know, well, the church family would come around and they would asking, oh, it's Camille, how comes you up and about? Just that, and I said, like, honestly, I don't know, because there are just times where the Lord just, you know, the Bible said that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. I literally experienced that because I knew that I had to get my act together and I, I just had to do what I had to do. So that was when you get to the stage of, I would call it fight or flight. But it's similar in the sense where you know you're going to have to go through this. So you're either going to go through it or you're going to run away from it. And I just knew that I had to go through it. So 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 my approach was to, you know, I I just have to get it together. And I think his sister called me to Tanisha and she said, Camille, I know that you're processing everything right now, but the reality is you still have a funeral to plan. So you really have to try and get it together. And that was like my wake up call, like, Oh, yes, there's supposed to be a funeral.
1: <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: But that was I realized that. I yeah. just had to do as I had to do. You know, but, but for me, Teddy, it, it, it was a lot. The grieving process was not, for me, it was not as strict as it is in the books. Because, you know, there are six stages in grieving.
1: And that's the thing, coming, everybody's journey is different.
0: It's different, yes. Yeah. It's different, very different for everybody. And and I found that there were times when I would have probably three of the different stages. I'd feel anger, I'd feel guilt, yes, I'd feel yes. at them at once. Right. And then there are times when, you know, I, I was okay. And, and and it didn't happen like, you know, you probably think all of it would have happened within a one year period or a two year period. No, I mean it it, it has taken out a, a long process of, of introspection, of processing things, of Trying to see, you know, identify my emotions, understand what these emotions mean. What is the trigger? You know, just just constantly assessing myself and and trying to to practice um good mental health practice. That that has definitely been my lifesaver. Right, mental so- health
1: practices yeah it I mean, kind of sounds I mean, like your um your training <laughs> um <help>. oh, yes. <laughs> you find that, you know you because prior to that you would have had to walk students and perhaps uh persons at church or community um adults through grieving and here it is now you are in the throes of it you are the one experiencing it, and you have to pull on your very knowledge and experience um with grief counseling to help yeah. your own self through.
0: And I think even one of the things that helped me too. Um, I just I remember once I a lady just came to the house, she was looking for somewhere to rent, and she just started to talk about she had just lost her husband tragically too, and she just started to out and she said, "Miss, I've never spoken to and she's not even the police. She could give the police report too. She said, she's she never she's never opened up to anyone until she started talking to me. So so being able to empathize, it's right. one thing to to but yes. being able to truly yes. empathize yes. to say it's not always done by the books. You know, I I definitely understand where you're coming from, and and this is what has helped me. Yes. That that really helped me in my grieving process as well because it gave a new meaning to it, a new perspective." That it wasn't about me. Exactly. You know, it was really God's plan. And I think one of the points I wanted to, to share too is that I used to think it was wrong to ask God why. And you hear it all the time. Ah, you know, you
1: exactly. It,
0: Never ask God why. Because who are yes. you to ask God why? And I I, I struggled with that. But I, I used to ask. I said, God, I, I'm not understanding exactly why this had to happen. I, this is just me trying to process and understand things. And one day he gave me the answer and it wasn't through anybody. I was just sitting there in bed one night and the Lord just showed, just made, made it very clear that my marriage was not about me. You know, you always set your goals and your deadlines. Oh, I want to get married by this age. I want to have children. My marriage to Anthony was not about me. It was about God's plan. And, and God made me realize that he had a timeline. He had an expiration date and because he was married it brought him closer to god and he was able to prepare himself for that final day so at the end of the day when i realized that my marriage was really a preparation for my husband to face his his final day it gave me so much more peace because wow. you're able to to understand it from a different perspective and and i think yeah. that's what really helps you in grieving is how you perceive the situation and to try to find a positive way of looking at your experience
1: yeah that's, 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 that's deep Camille <laughs> that's deep that's really deep uh, because um, you know so many persons tend to think of marriage as as, as an end in itself yes. um, or you know maybe from a purely physical you know, self-fulfilling, self-gratifying perspective. I just say that you know this is about me, and yeah, most people want to get married, or you know, marriage is get um, every girl's dream, that kind of a thing. But I like how you put it that there is a a higher purpose in marriage, yes. and the fact um, that that you had that you got that revelation um and and how important that was in helping you to just come to come to grips with this 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 tragedy right um and and again that's why i i I can't support those who say that we should not ask god why why not who am i to ask god why i'm his child I'm his son. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, and he
0: does you know. come common reason with me. You know? Exactly. Does yes. us be, because guess what? He already knows the heart, you know? So he already knows you're asking these questions. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I know.
1: <right>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's about being authentic and, and I think uh, exactly. he really looks forward to us being real with him. Yes. And because it's not just being real with him but it's coming to acknowledge what you you yourself is going because i was i was saying to a friend the other day that i'm a venter like if i'm if i'm bothered or troubled with something it it nags at me and, and until i speak it out it's as if the, the the information is all jumbled up in my head and i just can't figure it out but as soon as i start sharing then i find that it becomes clearer so you get clarity And it's the same thing when you're actually talking to God and you're confessing to God, God, this is how I feel. It it doesn't mean that I want to be rude or disrespectful to you. I just really need some closure and I need to really understand. Can you kindly just help me to understand? And he's a gracious and a loving God. And he normally does, you know, so, so our mindset has a lot to do with a lot of the, the healing process that we go through, not just with grieving, but right. in anything that we're going through, how we think and perceive things can definitely affect how we, how we proceed. And, and I remember, um, going to a seminar just about two days ago and the, the presenter was, it was all about mental health and the presenter was saying for every negative thought that you have, there is a positive so, so you can you can switch any negative yeah. thought that Board you switch. have there's yep. a, there a positive way of thinking of it and right. i and i think that that has really helped me over the years to really come to terms with 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 grieving and with whatever challenges situations that i'm faced with it's, it's right. not easy it you know right. it takes practice but it's it's possible and it's doable right
1: yeah so you, yeah and so you, you mentioned the initial five days of of shock um Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the importance of maintaining mental health, mental stability yes. through all of that. Uh, were there any other physical or emotional, psychological effects, uh, symptoms, or after effects?
0: Oh from- yes, no, I was addicted to. I didn't even realize I was addicted to Valium, and um uh it's not paconil, it's valium and paxil. So okay. so when I went into shock, the doctor gave me these prescriptions to help me through the initial stages of grieving. Right. So um the the Paxil was what I call my happy pill. So I tell you this hmm. pill now, trust me. I would be I would once I take one of those tablets, I would be smiling. There's like a permanent smile on my face. <laughs> they realize I give yeah. you not. I remember I went to school and the principal said, Oh, what I love about you always smiling. And I went in the bathroom, Teddy, looked in the mirror just to check it, because I didn't feel like smiling. And trust uh-huh. me, the smile was there. Smile there. Wow. <laughs> so, so the past feels was the happy feel. And yes. then the, the valium was what made me sleep at night. So I struggled to sleep. Yes. And I struggled to stay up. So the valium got me up in the morning. I mean, the, the feeling got me to bed and the pack still got me up in the morning. And mm-hmm. I had, and I realized that it started to affect my memory. The phylum was affecting my memory after a while. I said, no, I had to come off of this. So I had to wean myself after a while. I was on it for a year. And yes. I had to, to slowly wean myself off because I realized I became dependent on it to, to fight the, the feelings that I, I was having. And that also helped me to realize that without these medications, I would have slipped into depression because I was not dealing with the grief. Right. So so for for a few years, you know, I, I struggled. I really struggled. I, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's never an easy process, especially losing your partner for life. This is somebody who, from I in primary school, I dream about husband. Exactly. Mom and-, <laughs> <laughs> and all of these things. You know, you have your timelines and all these things. Right. And- Right. and you finally get your husband you know you're, you're waiting for the ideal person and you finally get your husband and then all of a sudden just like that he's gone so so i struggled i i rebelled i rebelled that there are times when i just didn't want to go to church i just wanted to, my mom used to call my room the dungeon because i would just lock myself in there when i go to work i come home i lock myself in a dungeon right. It was always dark until one day and let me tell you what helped me to turn around it's interesting you know, I am animated, right? So I have yeah. the childish side of it. So <laughs> I was watching Lion King. Yes. And um, there's a part in the Lion King where Simba decided he didn't want to go back because he couldn't face his past. He thought he had killed his father. He didn't want to go back. And the monkey hit him in his head and said, did you feel that? And he said, yes. I said, but the pain's still gone. So why are you crying? And then his father came to him in the in the pond and said, Remember who you are. You are a king. Yes. And that's when the Lord said to me, remember who you are. You are a royal priesthood. Wow. You are an ambassador for Christ. Yes. You are identity. A yes. Person. Yes. And that was when the Lord said, this is your legacy. This is your inheritance. So get up and take your position and and in the position that I have placed you and called you and declare who you are and that simply the cartoon was what helped me to pull myself out of the depression and right. then I started to do practical things um, like packing up his stuff because I had basically made his ki- the kitchen, he was a chef, so I had basically made the kitchen a little shrine
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes thanks for bringing that up I, 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 during the week I, I had thought about asking that and it somehow slipped me. So I'm glad you, I'm, go ahead. I'm glad you, I'm glad you remember <laughs> to talk for that. Yeah. The, the things that, um, we do as part of the grieving process that I, uh, you know, I like how oh, you, 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 put it, the, the enshrinement of the person, um, yes. which, which helps, but then sometimes the it's prolongation not- yes. of it. Yes. yes. Go
0: ahead. Yes. I, I didn't realize the dangers of it especially from a spiritual perspective. Yes. But it's it's not healthy because you're actually holding on and you're you're holding on to the person you refuse to 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 go through the process to get to the acceptance part and the acceptance part of grieving is actually letting go and and until you truly let go and 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 realize that I'm releasing all of these negative thoughts i'm releasing the anger i'm releasing the feeling of betrayal i'm releasing the guilt that's the only way you're truly able to allow god to pour back into you because that's when god is able to pour in and to fill you with his joy and his his love and his peace and his hope that is when you you realize that he's beginning the healing process that's when the healing process really begins and right. it wasn't until a friend of mine it was a counselor actually who said to me you know why cuz i i struggled with letting go in the sense that i struggled with um, asking I, I i had regrets
1: right. I, I
0: regret not telling him certain things
1: not right. not
0: not you know not not saying you know not letting him know how i felt how i loved him and you you go through those that regrets yes yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. i struggled with that for years and and i i wondered can he, can he hear me, Lord? You know, just in case him can't hear me up there, just <laughs> tell him something. Yes. <laughs> and then my counselor was like, no, no, that's that's not right. I mean, you need to remember that he's no longer here. Like, him gone long time enjoying himself up there with the Holy Spirit. Him now have no time to remember for us. He's not waiting to hear an apology from me. You know what I mean? Right. And that was when it kind yes. of let me. And I was like, you're so right. I mean, he would want me to move on. Yeah. So, so, so I'm here hoping that he's he he he'll hear my my apology. But the truth is, if we move on, a long time. Yes. And I yes. think you know, our loved ones really want us to move on because you know we we have our lives to continue living. And I think when we can move on and still hold on to a happy memory without a- regret, then then that is when you're actually beginning that healing process. When you're able to say, you know what. I, I, I need to pick up the pieces, you know, I hold, whenever a memory brings you happiness and not sadness, that is when you know that you're closer to your, to, to, to that complete healing. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and
0: that's, that's important. too. yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and it, which is not to say that mm-hmm. every moment after you've begun your healing, or even after you yes. heal, heal sufficiently, which is not to say that, that every memory is going is going to
0: To be, be happy. Met with,
1: be, ah, be met with with, with, yes. with, with joy. Uh, yes. Yes. The truth and is, I, there will still be sad moments, yeah.
0: Yes. And I'm happy you said that, Teddy, because the truth is some people will think that there's you can put a timeline to grieving. No. You
1: can, ah, thank if, you.
0: You you can't. And and um Everybody agrees in their own time and in their own way. Yes. And, and you find that there are times when I will go back to one of the stages and, and I'll ask myself, okay, why am I feeling this emotion now? Yes. But, but what I think is important and is very critical is to identify the emotion and then identify the thoughts that has provoked this emotion and deal right. with it. And I right. think that um, a lot of people, instead of dealing with the thoughts, they just brush it aside and say, "Okay, I, I just don't. I'm just. I'm gonna repress it right now because I can't do this right now." Yes. And, and because of that, it stays there and it comes back again. So, but I, but I think there comes a point where it's important to deal with it. And um, as I said before, I, I am. You know, you have to be real. You have to be honest with yourself, and you have to be real with God and 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 really identify where did these thoughts come from and how do I deal with these thoughts. And one of the things that I find also helps is talking to someone. I mean, a lot of people may not have the answers, but just right. a listening ear, it helps. It goes a long way. And getting a different perspective on things too. That is right. why people say, who counsels the counsellor? Counseling exactly. sometimes be counseling and yes. it's not a bad thing. It's just Absolutely. that you're getting a different perspective yes. and yeah. it does help you right. to see things clearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause we, we have a, we still do have, um, a culture that kind of a, has a stigma against counseling.
0: Counseling. Yes.
1: Right. And because then sometimes in our religious circles, <laughs> Um, Even seeking counseling sometimes is construed as uh, an indication that your faith is weak or there is something, somehow some spiritual defect with you. um, And and we want to debunk that. We want to absolutely demolish that argument um, and indicate that the ministry of counseling um, and that that counselors is part of uh, how God brings about
0: healing. Exactly.
1: Right? Um, you mentioned what persons uh, said. I want to go, bring you back a little bit, rewind a little bit. The person who or the persons who said to you who saw you up and about and who said to you, "Oh, come here! Oh, come you Not you know, because um, it, it, it brings to my mind, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. The inappropriate things that oh wow people say. <laughs> Uh, Perhaps well-meaning and (laughs) well-intentioned. What what, what was your experience like with that? Uh, What are some of the 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 things that you heard that that just really uh, had the opposite effect on you? I I hope
0: teddy the, the one of one of them that stands out so much in my mind was the day the day in fact the same day when I had um I came out of the shop and I came to to sit at the breakfast table. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh somebody somebody passed came in and said um like she said it better it better I can't speak quite well <laughs> it's like, lord like she said I'm so sorry to hear but it better than um than he's shooting but him burn up into the car um. and I was like like really he <laughs> wow. was like it better than be shooting and he's going up into the car and it's yes. like it literally I just got up I didn't say anything I just got up walk to my room and close the door yes. there was
1: yeah. and, and,
0: I, and i found that my mom also she she didn't understand and god bless her soul because she's fast now yeah and she, she really couldn't understand why it was affecting me so much and she was like you have to fix up yourself you have to prep up yourself man you have to stop the crying and at some point you have to cry you have to stop crying and i remember her saying that all the time until my father died And when daddy died, then that wasn't, she realized that, okay, this is what it feels like.
1: Um, But there
0: are people who, especially after a year or two years, they'd be like, stop posting things on Facebook, man, you need to get, you need to find a husband and you need to get the husband and these things are going to block you from getting a husband. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I tried not to internalize it, but I learned from it too, because there are times when I realized I was holding on too much and 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 I, there came a point where i just had to pack up all the pictures i had to because believe you me i had i had blown up pictures and yeah, had it yeah, as yeah. i said i had created a little space for him and, yes. and he had um, he was a chef so he 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 his the kitchen was his place and i remember it was about a year about a year after um, the kitchen was exactly the same, the, 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 my low in the container, everything in their cupboard, everything around it. I wouldn't go around there, but <laughs> yeah. I loved it seeing yeah. as if he was there. And I, one day the Holy spirit said, no, this is not right. You need to clear it out. And I just went and I cleared it out because you're opening yourself to a spirit. I don't know which spirit, but I know it's not Anthony. He's up in heaven or wherever he goes, but you don't want to open yourself to to these kind of spiritual things because you really don't know, and yeah. and um, I didn't, yeah. So the Holy Spirit told me straight up, just you need to pack away the things and clean out the space and create a new positive energy for yourself.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and
0: that that really helped me as well. I just had to make up my mind and say you know, I'm I'm packing away these things. I still have one or two pictures, but um, I had to really make a conscious effort to pack it away, and yep. to to start the healing process. And that yeah. was all of a year. It was a year and something after right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah like well, can you i mean it's it's just it's just so refreshing um hearing you share um you know i and and i've known quite a bit of the story but i've i've learned um a lot more of the story this evening um, time just flies away when you know, we're know having fun you know, <laughs> just check the time and we're almost at the end of the show so um <laughs> So final words, um, we perhaps will have to uh, have you come back again and, and share some more. And, and uh, wow. uh, you know, we I, I really, really thank you so much because I know um, for many persons, this is not something that they do. And as you said, you know, you, you, you're going to pray about it and, and, and come once the Lord gives you that release. Really. So thanks. Um, final words uh, for Speak. Look into that camera and speak to that man, that woman, uh, that boy, that girl, grappling with grief, dealing with the, the weight of the emotions of grief. A few final words as we wrap up this evening's episode.
0: Okay. I would say to that person or to you, grieving is your time. It takes time and it's done in your time. Don't ever let anyone tell you to stop crying or to not express yourself if you're grieving, as long as you're not hurting yourself. But if you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. If you need to vent, vent. But allow yourself to go through the process. And I would also say identify these emotions. There are six basic um, stages in, in grieving. You have denial, guilt, anger, depression, bargaining and then acceptance. And there are different stages. Take the time to acknowledge these emotions. Take the time to acknowledge what they are and the thoughts that comes with them. And then bring yourself back to your current reality where you can be in a place of gratitude. And when you stay in a place of gratitude, you will remember the positive things of the person. You remember the positive memories and hold on to the positive memories and allow that to help you to grow. And most of all, for God to really pour in your heart and for him to really start that healing process, you have to release. You have to let go. You have to allow him to empty you so he can fill you. And never stop talking to God. Be constant with your prayer life because at the end of the day, he hears. Even if you can't verbalize it, he knows your heart, but don't leave out God because yeah. he's He's never going to leave you. And nobody else can understand what you're going through except God so, so don't leave him out. He's always there and he's going to help you through it.
1: Good. Thanks, Camille. Um and, and talk to him even if you're upset with him. That's one of the big things. Uh, man, uh, big <laughs> Especially exactly. if you're upset with yes. him.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, it's curious, I should stay on your of time. But there's one thing I, I tried to that helped me a lot. I, I had to write myself a letter. Oh.
1: And I had to tell myself. Yes. Camille,
0: I understand that this is how you feel. And I list out how I feel. You right. have you know, and, nice. I love that. and I the thoughts behind yes, and then I, and then in the letter I said, you know, we need to move on from this and we really need God to to heal us and to to, to get through this. So today and I, and I date it, we're gonna, you know, end this chapter you know yeah. and 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 I won't say that at the end of it, the 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 letter the chapter was actually closed but that was a start, a start. you know yes. and, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's a start i mean really talking to yourself does it does help writing it down it becomes so real yeah. you know and and that also helps yeah
1: yeah all right great 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 thanks camille so camille is on facebook you can find her on facebook camille Watt, w e t t um, I'm sure she wouldn't mind you reaching out to her if you want to just have a heart to heart, you know, as she spoke. She spoke about empathy, empathy Um, Camille will be able to connect with someone in a similar situation in ways that I will not ever be able to. I mean, I've lost lost some persons close to me, but not like that. All right. So in, what on Facebook. And uh, remember, this is us to subscribe to the channel on youtube and you can follow us on instagram at this is us jones clan thanks for hanging out with us thanks for your support send in your questions send in your comments if you have a story that you believe the world needs to hear send us an email send us a message on facebook or on instagram And and let's talk, and you never know, you just might be on one of the shows. So Camille, keep good, continue serving the youth, continue pursuing your passion, and just enjoy the greatness of life that God has given to you. Everyone from This Is Us, remember, it's our journey, your journey, our stories your stories until next time god willing stay safe stay positive and remember life is in relationships relationships are life peace out thanks camille
0: thank you teddy <laughs> bye <And> Cheers. <laughs> right,
1: this is us Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We look forward to having you on the next episode. Be sure to share this episode with someone that you care about. And until next time, take care. Remember, it's our stories, your stories. This is us.